Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. How was that? Yes, yes. Because I had my headphones on. No, was it good? Yeah, it was offbeat. Crap. Like G Herbo. I know people tune in for that, and I want to deliver for them. I'm sorry. I'll be better. Welcome to Balloon Party, driven by Mung and S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. My name is Tim McKernan. That's Action Jackson. And we welcome you to be a friend of the feather and text in the Air Conference Service text line 314-399-9646. And also participate in the fun and games in the YouTube chat. Uh, I'm wearing all black today. Jackson's got a Navy Cardinal cap, what the Cardinals should wear on the road at all times. I'm not sure why that went away. Uh, but it is a tribute to the Greg Jeffries era. That's right. And so this morning, Tim, I was looking for this Cardinal cap. I just moved, so a lot of stuff is in boxes, and I don't know exactly where everything is. So I put on this different cap, mm-hmm. white Titleist cap, you know, pretty standard. And I was driving into work today, and I, I reached back to try to find my backpack. When I walked in, and I felt a cap, and I was like, oh, wait. And there is the Navy Cardinal cap. Oh, is that cap. right? Yeah, so it was almost like destiny that I'm wearing this hat nice. today. Yeah, I really feel good about it. Good. Well, I think it's a sharp-looking cap, and I'd like to see the Cardinals bring it back. Boy. Maybe that could be a sign of a new time. Bring that, it back for 2024. Enough of this. It's been 12 years with the Red Caps. I have a question for you. I'm taking questions today. Would you rather the Cardinals get Blake Snell or Aaron Nola or bring back the Navy Cardinal cap? Bring back the Navy road cap. Every road trip, no matter what team they're playing, they're wearing the Navy road cap. Or they sign. They can still sign another pitcher. It just won't be Aaron Nola or Blake Snell. Um, here's, here's the issue. I understand your question and I respect your question. And I respect you. Thank you. Thank you. How I was waiting for that. I'm not really sure that Aaron knows the answer. And I feel like that's kind of become recent St. Louis dogma. Kind of like Wilson Contreras should be the catcher. And then that kind of just became, I don't know that. I feel like that needs a deep dive in and of itself. But I felt uh, like that was the conversation. Like, no, nah, it was Sean Murphy. That yeah. was the conversation. Yeah, some parts. I feel like Contreras was a big one, too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I was on Sean Murphy. So, yeah, yeah, I know other we fans were, were too. Yeah. I know yeah. other fans were, too. This isn't like, look at me. I was right. Sports <laughs> talk radio. Because uh, I think for every one time I'm right, I'm wrong 123 times. That's yeah. the current Market metric. research has that's shown. The current, that's the current metric. Just not sure on Aaron Nola. It's going to be a big contract. What's he, 30? He'll be 31 next 31. June. He hasn't had a great year. I'm just not sure that that's the move. That's why. That's the why. But I know they need to get a starting pitcher. I mean, the, hey, listen, Cardinal fans have gotten a nice little taste of the free agent options. What a nice little treat. On Sunday, Aaron Nola, and on Monday, there's Blake Snell. Yeah, nice little one-two punch. Blake Snell throws a lot of pitches in order to get his strikeouts. Yep. 
And don't get me wrong, he gets his strikeouts, but he also walks guys oft times. He was vulnerable last night. And the Cardinals could have, with just a couple hits, gotten Adam Wainwright his 199th win. Because uh, Wainwright, once again, pitched well. And that isn't something I think we've said back-to-back since May. Yeah. Uh, so with that all said, I want him to refurbish the pitching staff. I'm a big refurbishing guy. Yep. I'm just not sure that Aaron Nola is the guy. That's my issue here. The guy might be Jordan Montgomery. The guy might be signing Montgomery. But Jordan Montgomery isn't a one. No, but if you get a couple Jordan Montgomerys, it it returns us to our problem that we had going into this season where there was no number one, and you kind of do need a number one. Usually that is the case. Now, the Baltimore Orioles this year don't really have the greatest pitching staff, and they added Jack Flaherty, and he has not been good for them. Nope. And therefore, if you're interested in a play, I don't know if you're interested in a play. Yeah, I'm always interested in a play. I might throw a dart at the Seattle Mariners to be your 2023 World Series champions. I would love that. Really? I didn't, I didn't know this was Mariners Radio. Welcome to Mariners Radio here on 101 ESPN. Well, you know my affinity for the film Sleepless in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And then I think they have world-class uniforms. And uh, it's, a, it's a cool city I'd love to visit. And on top of that, they got a good young core, really good young core. So if the, if it is going to be any team not named the Cardinals to win the World Series, I would hope it would be the Mariners or the Orioles. I just feel like the uh, American League is a total coin flip. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, can they pull off a, an upset of the Braves or Dodgers? Essentially, yeah. that's, that's, that's basically what the math is. The AL's got parity this year. That's why I think it's more interesting. Say no to Nola, say no to Snell. How about that? from the 314. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of options out there. It doesn't have to be one of those two guys. Those are just the two that seem like they could fit the best in the Cardinal situation, given the contracts. Wow, Little Piddles drove in today and didn't use a chauffeur. Bet he is just going to be all tuckered out after the show. That's from the 314. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I do drive myself. I love driving. Like, I really do. Long Long car rides, sign me up. Dear Tim, messing up the yes-yes has ruined my entire day. Hmm, that's unfortunate. Yeah, well, there's always an opportunity for another one. Um, let's see, two-quarterback league, trash league. Oh, that's... I was like, what is that about? But that was from the opening drive. Yeah. I guess they were talking about our fantasy football draft here at 101 ESPN last night. Yeah, I got some problems. What You teased this on TMA... And you have gotten better at teasing because you did not reveal what your issue with the fantasy football draft. I mean, if you're going to come after Brandon Kiley, he is our commissioner. And I just don't think he deserves your criticism. But uh, I'm anxious to hear what your your issues were with the draft. It's tough for me to criticize since I... Was had bad communication skills going on before the draft. What were your bad communication skills? Well, when it was originally asked if I wanted to be in the league, I didn't say anything, and then there was a follow-up text with me, Brad Thompson, and somebody else, and I didn't respond to that either. Why? Uh, so many. I, I Sometimes I miss things. I'm trying to get better at it, but sometimes I miss things. God, you, I would say you are the most responsive person I deal with. I'm I'm usually pretty good, but sometimes there's misses. Group texts can be big misses. I don't misses. know if you've missed one. 
in the what three years we've been working together. Three yeah. years, yeah, three years. Three years. December seventh, twenty twenty was my first nice. day. Nice. We'll have a little party in here. Yeah, a little pill party. It, group text, I would say. Group text, I can struggle with because like a bunch of texts will come in. and I'll miss the first message. Group text can be tough for me. You'd be surprised how many unread texts I have. Really? Okay. Uh, let's take a look right now. I have uh, one hundred and seventy-seven. What is this? This is from all the ladies who listen to you right, here on yeah. Balloon Party. It, someone says like, okay, or like, sounds good. I don't read the text, so mm-hmm. that just piles up. But regardless, it's tough for me to criticize this league since I just joined it. You know, kind of. I, I signed up for the league yesterday, so it's mm. tough for me to criticize. Mm. I'm going to do it you real quick. However, nice. I felt like it was kind of hush-hush that there was a super flex now. I could have looked at the league and saw that there was a super flex option. I have to say that it was not hush hush. I didn't. Okay, I was unaware. I was caught unawares, and then when and that's Brandon Kylie's fault. No, it's on me. It's on me. But I still feel like it was a tad hush hush. Well, I mean, if he texted it out to let people know what it was, then how can it be hush hush? I would maybe a reminder. I don't know. Regardless, when the first two picks were Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, I said, what is going? I thought it was oh, like... those were the first two picks? Yes. I was at my son's soccer practice. Right. So I had the fourth pick. I had Travis Kelsey circled. Because I thought that Jefferson would have gone, then Chase, and then McCaffrey. Yeah. And then I got home after having auto draft on to drive home. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, oh, Tony Pollard. And then I'm going, let me see what quarterbacks are still out there. I'm like, there's nobody left. <laughs> there were Justin Fields win like the second round. I was like, oh boy, what is going on? And then I looked at the team, the roster, and I saw that the super flex was there. I go, oh crap. So I picked up, of course, Jared Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo. So should be a big year. Rest in peace to me. But I was I had Kelsey circled, and then when I see these two go first, I was like, well, now I have to change. So I grabbed McCaffrey. Having if I could have done it over again, I would have got a quarterback, maybe Josh Allen. So here I am with Jared Goff. So my Travis Kelsey pick at number five was a reach in a normal league. Right. In this league in particular. No, I don't think it's a reach. In a normal league, I think that's a great sharp play. I would have taken him at four if, if everything went to plan. But then you noticed that it was the, the super flex thing, and so you pivoted right. to a quarterback? Marshy Marsh also was unawares. He said, you know, what's up with this dumb two-quarterback system? I saw that. I yeah. saw the, what I would call a heated exchange. I would imagine there's a lot of tension here for the drive time right. shows today. And one minute between picks, it took way too long. 30 seconds was the right number. BK shouldn't be influenced I was by just outside. watching winning time and honestly not paying that much attention. That's fair. I like the season. I think people are down on it, but I think it's Season good. two. Yeah. I'm about to start season two. I refreshed my memory uh, by watching season one. And I love the show. Yeah. So when I hear that people are down on season two... It's like the the Florida thing that just came out on Netflix. The Gator Doc, yes. My wife and I are watching that. And I said, and I go, I heard people are really critical of it, saying it's it's not straightforward Mm -hmm. and doesn't cover enough of the issues that that team, this is the 2005 through 2010 era of the Florida Gators on Netflix. I've watched two and a quarter episodes so far, and I guess we have one point. Seven five episodes remaining. I guess that's the math. Uh, I'm enjoying it, but I haven't gotten to the point where I guess they supposedly discuss Aaron Hernandez, mm-hmm. Cam Newton, yep, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow's certainly been discussed. Okay, and I do sense, and I think that this is what's going on as of late. That 
in order to get people to participate in these kinds of ventures, they also have to have some kind of editorial control. And I do get the sense that Urban Meyer had a say in how this was portrayed. Right. But I could be off. I don't know. I have a That's question about this. I'm taking, half half. Oh, it's in half and half. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a broader question, but okay. it's a, in the same vein. All right. Yeah. So I haven't, I'm not, I'm not a big documentary guy. Really? Yeah, I know. That takes me aback. Yeah, I'm not a documentary guy. I like stories. Like, I like fiction. Like, I don't like... Like I get the the appeal. Well, like a, you playing Dungeons and Dragons in the basement. With no, your buddies? is that what's going on with you? No, but like original stories, I I, I tend I'm to the gravitate. Lizard, bro, is that what you say to Sweet Sweet Kai or Herb? Yeah, it's actually I, often like I'll just out of nowhere text my friends, "I am the Wizard, bro," and they know what it means. But regardless, I just I, I think I gravitate more towards. I'm really surprised. Original story. There's some documentaries I've watched and loved, but like Random Night I'm on Netflix. Superhero movies. Is that your thing, superhero movies? No, not of recent. God, ruined everything. Um, but just original stories more so. Same with like books. I don't really, I don't read nonfiction. Wow, that's all I read is nonfiction. The only thing I read is fiction. So really? there are differences between us. But we can still come together on this presentation and share a discussion. Nice. No, I think that was good. Sick way to wrap up the segment. So good. That was like, I'm pursuing my master's from the University of Missouri Journalism School. That's what that was. Yeah. That was a clinic. I would agree. Yeah. It was Cronkite-esque. Uh, all right. Well, we got this little piddles half and half. Uh, for full transparency, for those of you who uh, didn't get a chance to listen to HD2 this morning, I was very critical of the first question of the half and half. I opened up my email, and I go, oh, boy. Yeah. Hey, listen, I don't blame you. Okay. I would like to blame you. I'd like to be out here defending it, but... It isn't my best work. I will say, though, we talked about yesterday that this is the most down in St. Louis sports. But that's when a producer such as yourself shines bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. I, I mean, I, ideally, but... You know with me, you just need to give me one little key bump and I'm gone. Yeah, yeah I know. I, there, there might be something in there that could be that said key bump, that said okay. catalyst, but I just don't want to get expectations to the roof because I'm often like putting people they're like oh jackson's got such great yeah, work no, ready to come right. today that's exactly and they're so right. receptive to it you know right so we'll see we'll see what they think uh, it's coming up it's the uh, angry beaver little piddles half and half uh taylor twelman will not be able to join us today he texted me like at 5 30 this morning and uh said because he is having to go travel because of the hurricane that is about to hit uh, the Gulf Coast, Florida. He had to uh, travel, and so he won't be able to join us today. That is normally presented to you by Together Credit Union. Hopefully we'll have him at another point this week. Uh, so, the Little Piddles Half and Half, brought to you by Angry Beavers, coming your way next here on Balloon Party. Driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, on YouTube and 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Let's experience the best of both worlds. It's time again for Little Piddles Half and Half. Presented by the Angry Beaver. A couple of blocks south of Bush Stadium. Mention Piddles for $5 off any pizza. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. Tim McKernan and Action Jackson with you on the program. Uh, Jackson, you have this half and half, uh, and, uh, and and you've been editing it on the fly because you recognize that it is subpar. Yeah. The problem is the par I've set is so high. Mm. So Rank the caliber of the producers here on 101 ESPN. <laughs> 
God, that's a trap. Um, I mean, okay. you attack Brandon Kylie. Sure. Here's I got here my diplomatic answer for you, Tim. Uh, T. Diddy, also known as T. Bone or Tanner, Andrew Marsh, Matt Rocchio, and Good Morning Grant are all tied for first, and then I'm in second. Ah, tied for first. Yeah, and Mike Ryder, uh, executive producer, also number tied for first. He's, like, he's fist pumping like he's in an EDM show. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's the case. Um, I think Marshy has the best voice out of all of them. I think Marshy has a really good, I mean, he calls hockey games, so say nothing new. Rocky has the second best voice. He calls soccer games. And then Tanner and I are, are in a, tied for third on that one. I have a very monotone voice. It's not good. Working on it, though. Yeah. We're always trying to get better, Tim. Amen. Penny save, penny earn. This is crazy, this is crazy, this is crazy. I'm in deep. I'm in deep. 1983, National Lampoon's Vacation. 1983? I think it is 83. Is that your, that's your better, do you like that better than Christmas Vacation? Ah, yeah. That's the best question I've had in the half and a half. Yeah. Ah. The scene with Chevy Chase and Randy Quaid in the living room wins for me, and therefore I will go Christmas Vacation. Whole picture, I might go... The original vacation. I'm the original vacation guy. I just think it. I think it works better. I think every scene just works right from the beginning with Eugene Levy. Does do good work. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the angry beaver half and half. All right, I'm going to start with the question that was mentioned on HD2 this morning. Wow, have fun, audience. Three one four three nine 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 six four. I'm going to go into the YouTube chat and just watch them go. Now, I I want to thought that I thought that that would lead to you bailing on this question. No, 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 no. Because I want to see what other people think, and I want to preface this by please keep an open mind because it doesn't just relate to the National Basketball Association. Okay. But the, the statement was originally said towards the National Basketball Noah Lyles, he's a sprinter, uh, has been making headlines with his statements about the NBA champions calling themselves world champions when they only won in the USA. You know, the National Basketball Association, world right. champions. Thank you. This goes outside the NBA with the World Series and the Super Bowl champions also being herald, heralded as world champions. What do you make of Lyles' criticism? Do you think it is... Do you think it's accurate? Well, first, I have a moral obligation to say this is a horrible question. And the fact that it's number one really (laughs) concerns me for the remaining five. No doubt. Uh, It is the equivalent to Mount Rushmore of St. Louis sports moments. Would the NBA work in St. Louis? Uh, it's, It's as hackneyed as we could possibly get. Now, with that established... Yeah, I understand it. It's totally fair. Yeah, I think it's fair, but I think that when you look deeper into the text, you see that the best players in the world play in those respective leagues. Therefore, you could unnecessarily. I I would say for certainly for football. I don't think any other country even comes close. But that's just mainly because they don't play it, or at least the style that Americans play it as. Basketball would probably, eh, baseball would probably be the closest across the globe, but still, I think the best baseball players in the world play in the MLB. And then for basketball, I would certainly say that the best basketball players in the world play in the NBA. So I get where he's coming from because it is the National Basketball Association calling themselves world champions. But when you look deeper into the context of it, I do agree that these are. Now, I don't get people trashing Noah Lyles. Because that is going on. NBA players especially are kind of, you know, making their digs at him. But I think what he said is fair, but I do think calling themselves world champions is also accurate. 
Um, you just t- I'm going to take a gander real quick at this air comfort service. Thanks. <laughs> I, I also want to say, I don't think I was given a fair shake on it. Like it seemed like out of the gate, uh, there were some, some qualifiers put on it and uh, that could shape the audience's reaction. Piddles once again, trying to inject the NBA into a conversation. No one wants to talk about that's from the grape ape auto detailing. It seems to be more and more prevalent by the day. I like his appearances. It's really prolific. Piddles, this is terrible. The KBO could beat the Cardinals right now. Yeah, now yeah. world champions of anything. Yeah, that. I mean, individual teams. I don't disagree there. No one will refer to the MLS champ as world champions. That's well, from the but that's because the best players in the world don't play in the MLS. Wow. Yeah, really bold take. Twelman Jr. over here. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's anything that's slightly anti-St. Louis. Right. Or especially anti-America. Or pro-NBA. Yeah, yeah. Those are our hot buttons. Uh, yeah, I, your, your take is wonderful. Let's move on to another question. All right. The fact I, that that even got three minutes is a... I, I failed as a host today. No, I think that works. All right, this one I like. This okay. question I really like. Well, now it seems like you're not... All right, I'm just going to ask it. Jim Harbaugh has been quoted about the NCAA and the football players who make up the team should participate in the revenue-sharing program. Harbaugh cites the millions and sometimes billions of dollars made off these players, and NIL simply isn't enough. What do you make of Harbaugh's proposal? Do you think the NCAA would ever play ball? Do you think this could be more of a PR play to distract from Harbaugh's three-game suspension after allegations of violations during the COVID dead period? That's interesting theory. I'm going to give some credence to that. I don't know if I'll give it more than 50%, but I think it's live. Um, it's a, it's a it's a negotiation of sorts. That why would the other party come to the table to engage in? Right. You know, you're taking more money away. Yeah, and it's going to be tough. Like I don't ever foresee an NCAA player strike, like where they would stop playing and then force their hand, because guys are trying to go play at the next level where they can make the real, real, real money. So it'd be tough to be like, I'm going to stunt my development so that we can get paid off a revenue share. And then the other question is, how does it break down outside the power four now, I guess, and the restructure of everything conference-wise? That's where all the money's going. Right. So, so that's why the Pac-12 went away. Right. And that could, how, how would that affect recruiting, too? Because if like you're going, wanting to go to a school with the media rights aren't as good as a deal as, say, the SEC, the SEC would just... Even more so than it already is, get the best players. Yeah, the rich would become richer right. in what he is talking about. But hey, he's at Michigan, which is in the Big Ten, which is essentially at this point one of the top two conferences. And Certainly. That's, that's that. Your thoughts are welcome. 314 399 9646. Bottom of the hour here. Second half of the Little Piddles Angry Beaver half and half coming your way. Then BK and Ferrario take over at 11 o'clock. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party on YouTube. They're talking it over in there. Deep voice, dude. Uncle Morty. 
Uncle Morty. Ryan Claus? Is that like Santa Claus? Ryan Claus? Ryan Claus. What do they have to say? Anything interesting? Supportive of me? Um, no. No. Rats. Hi, Tim. You're the best. That's from Jake. That's about right. Those are the only ones I'll read. <laughs> you are uh, the best. One on ESPN. Uh, and YouTube is where you can watch us. I'm in all black everything. And Jackson's got his Navy Cardinal cap on with his TMA uh, lowbrow joint. This is a great shirt. It is a great shirt. This is your, this is your brainchild. Right uh, here. I was at a, uh, a place, I guess it's like a breakfast spot in Naples, I think it was. 2022. Ooh, 21. 21. 100%. I remember oh, you That yeah, was 21 because it was my 10th wedding anniversary. That's why we were down there. And uh, and I saw that exact sign that you were wearing. If you, yeah, you can see it on YouTube. Yeah, here. I'll, I'll kind of. There it is. Yeah, tmastlshop.com. You can get that thing. Uh, yeah, and I thought we could do that because the name of the place was like something, something, lowbrow joining. Oh, God, that's TMA, lowbrow. Yeah. Speaking of lowbrow, balloon party. It's driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura. And all in Toyota. Jackson, question three? Yeah. Lowbrow, might be a lowbrow show, but this is a highbrow question. Right. Seems to be a trend of recent sports documentaries where there are more of legacy pieces produced by the- I agree. Produced by the very people who the stories are about. Do you recognize this trend as a way for people to create their own narratives about controversial topics or write their own stories? Yes. Do you think the intended audience is aware of these circumstances when they apply? I think I answered that one. Yes, 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 and no. Do I think it's Dirty Pool? No, but it's not really a documentary then. Right. It's something in between. Yeah, I don't know what you would necessarily even call it. I enjoy it. I mean, I will say that. I enjoy it. I like these, but you're getting like a cleansed version of the story. Mm Mm-hmm. So, for example, I can't recall what in the episode I was watching with Urban Meyer last night talking about some, oh, it was a recruit who uh, Urban Meyer was unhappy that he injured his hamstring when they lost in 2007 which, with a loaded team. The fact that Missouri was number one in that year with Florida having that team is really something else. And so he really went after him and had him working out. And I think they lost three or four times in 2007. Um and that was with Tebow and, uh, you know, a bunch of ridiculous recruits. Aaron Hernandez, Cam Newton was on that team. I mean, mm-hmm. it's insane to look back on it. So uh, Percy Harvin, and he started having to work out like crazy, and guys were hurting their hamstrings, pulling their hamstrings, tearing their hamstrings. And when he went to him and said, I can't go, this recruit, and well, he wasn't a recruit, he's a freshman, Meyer goes, well, you know, he said in the paper, this guy was a recruiting mistake. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, man. So to me, they have the player saying that, and I'm like, oh, wow, here we go. We're starting to to have some negative that inevitably happens. Right. This is the time now to have the Urban Meyer soundbite where he can explain. Because at the very least, even if you go, yeah, I I think I misjudged him when I was recruiting him, but with the benefit of hindsight, that's something I shouldn't have said to the newspaper. Because that's what the guy's saying. He goes, I'm 18 years old, and I'm reading that I'm a recruiting mistake, and I just decided to commit to this place, and I'm a freshman. So, yes, I think that goes on. I know a lot of a and I don't say I know a lot of A&M fans. Some A&M fans, and I would imagine more, but I don't know that, thought the Johnny Manziel thing on Netflix mm-hmm. was cleansed, filtered, whatever term you would want to use. Right. So, 
you know, I mean, for example, I mean, I'm going back a ways here, certainly predating you, but the 1982 Cardinals, you can talk about how that was such a unique style of baseball, really laid the foundation for that style of baseball to be played in other ballparks and teams in the 1980s. That has gone away since then. Um, but you can't tell the story of the 1982 Cardinals without talking about the drug issues. Right. So it's tough to talk about the Florida Gators without the Cam Newton story, the Aaron Hernandez story. Um, and then they had a bunch of off-the-field issues. That's just the reality. And when you don't do that, it then damages the credibility of the project. Right. And so that, I, th- I feel like sports-wise, this started with The Last Dance. I was just about to ask what you think started it. But yeah, The Last Dance. Being, I think The Last Dance, yeah. but that was so perfect. I, I mean, the, the one on the Cowboys, I think we've talked about that, the 90s Cowboys. Right. Uh, would be a great one. I mean, now I don't know if it would be in response since I, I gather that uh, winning time may be struggling to come back for another season, the Lakers story, but I'd yeah. love to hear uh, the the Celtics side of it, so right. to speak. Yeah. How and, great would that be? And there's also, have an audience. Right. And that goes into Shaq and Kobe too, so there's plenty more. The thing on the be. 90s Yankees and the, the 2000s Yankees, you know, with the big four, the core four, the thing about the core four is I just don't know how much personality there is in the core four. These things worked because of these unique personality traits. Right. Or at least publicly, like well, how much do we know about you know, Jorge Posada? You know, it's not necessarily titillating like a... Well, Mariano Rivera and Bernie Williams and Derek Jeter, I mean, they couldn't have played at all more close, close to, to the vest. Yeah. And that was, that was, but that was one of the reasons why, you know, Jeter said my job's to win a world championship and giving exciting interviews that cause problems in the locker room is the exact opposite of that. And no, I, I, I share his opinion on it. I know it's boring for the audience, but that's that's the way that I would handle it. I agree with him on that. Now, I feel like something like the core four of the Yankees would be better for something like winning time, uh, a, a, drama, a dramatization of the... Of I agree, the- but my issue with that is it's a tough spot. I know that Jerry Jones, or not Jerry Jones, Jerry West... Uh-huh. Um, you know, what, what a retraction. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote about it. It's uh, speaking how it was just fiction. Uh, it's interesting. Spencer Haywood uh, said he didn't have a problem with it, even though he was like, you know, I mean, first off, he was the one who was yeah. perhaps painted in the most unflattering manner. And I realize some people haven't watched this show, so they, they may not be aware of what I'm talking about. Point being, it's it's a dramatization. Yeah. It's licensed with actual people. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sure most people watch it and then assume that it is true. So what is the line ethically on that? I mean, you're taking liberties with it. The disclaimer, is you're going to go with the disclaimer at the front allows it? Well, not only that, but it, it is a dramatization, which means they're allowed to embellish. You know, watch any sports movie ever. It's never going oh, to yeah. be 100%. If you want... Yeah, like guys who played on the team with Rudy, right? Like, look at that movie and just right. laugh. Oh, I, I saw... It's funny you say that. Joe I saw Montana. Being, Montana, yeah. yeah. Um, but... You know, you you go in. It's not a f- in terms of winning time. Adam McKay who makes the show. It is not his job to tell the absolute truth. It's his job to tell a story. And if a story is improved by embellishment, then he is in his right to do that. And it's on the audience to then w- figure out what's right and what is maybe embellished. God, I don't. I don't. I, I understand what you're saying. I'm, it's not like I have an Orlovsky here. <laughs> right. You know, but I'm I'm reasoning through it. And yeah, you realize they say it's not real or it's, you know, it's a dramatization, but you are using the real players sure. and the real people and the real front office yeah. and the it's boss a family. Yeah, it's a yeah that's what I'm saying. For sure it is. 
I don't think I'd be comfortable doing that. Yeah, and I understand that. I and listen, I'm consuming the product right. and watching the first season over the last week, and, and I'm looking forward to the second season, even though people are telling me it's not as good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's the thing, right? And you know, was- I saw things when I covered, uh, I guess, the 2000 through 2005 Blues, Cardinals, and Rams, all of which had great years, and two of which won championships, and um, or 2006 Cardinals. And, you know, certain things that you see and you just understand that wasn't for the public. And I don't go running and saying it. You just kind of understand that it also had nothing to do with what was taking place on the field. It's just kind of understood. That's how you build credibility with the people you're covering and then they trust you. Uh, Now, if it's something that is material to the game, then that's a different conversation. But I'm talking about nonsense that's going on in the locker room and, you know, just guys screwing around. That's a different thing. But that's different than taking somebody and saying, you know, turning, you know, what they've done with Jerry West into this incredibly angry, unstable guy or, right. you know, whomever yeah. else you would want to use that is painted in an incredibly unflattering way. And I suppose everybody's got it in that show. Sure. Yeah. And absolutely. And, but that is the, that is what happens when you make a dramatization. You're going to take some liberties here and there. And if it makes it more compelling, I know, but it's, but it's using real people and real names. I just, I feel like if I were in their shoes, I wouldn't be particularly happy about it. Right. And I, and it's totally understandable that someone like Jerry West, who's a, a legend among basketball, one of the greatest executives on top of being, you know, the logo of the sport. But at the same time, it's not like they're portraying him as like, something that's like really vile. He's just very angry and upset in this show. And if there is even a shred of truth, then a filmmaker like Adam McKay might feel that, you know, that shred of truth is what I'm going to shine the light on as opposed to maybe telling a more accurate version of who Jerry West necessarily was. And I get what you're saying because you are using Jerry West's real name. But again, it's not really on him to be like, this is exactly how Jerry West was. And it, it's he's not necessarily to blame if that's how people take it. Your thoughts on the topic, 314-399-9646. That's how you can text in. Uh, Action Jackson, the little piddles angry beaver, half and half. Tim McKernan taking you to the top of the hour. And BK and Ferrario take over. And I can't wait to hear what the commissioner has to say about Jackson's criticism of the draft. Uh, the communication, even I, though... I'm the one complaining about the Even though... <laughs> Listen, I admit, I might be in the wrong here. (laughs) That's coming up at 11 o'clock. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Old Toyota. I want to speak. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. 23. It's presented to you by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. BK and Ferrario at the top of the hour. Jackson, uh, what question do you have now? Because it's presented by Angry Beaver, and it's a little pills half and half, and the people are buzzing. They are buzzing, Tim. And how could they not be? Nice. Especially when I bring up an RSN discussion. The Pittsburgh Penguins, they play ice hockey, and the Pittsburgh Pirates have kind of found their saving grace with Fenway Sports Group, who owns, of course, the Boston Red Sox among Liverpool over there in England, are purchasing the media rights to broadcast the Pirates and the Penguins games. My question to you, Tim, is do you think we are going to see a lot of outside investors come to the forefront when it comes to these teams' media rights? Do you think we're going to see more MLB bringing the rights back and doing it all internally? Do you see more teams doing that than what the Yankees and the Mets do with creating their own 
broadcast team, kind of their own broadcast center, as opposed to going outside? Do you think this Penguins model, you think Fenway's going to buy up more than just the Penguins and Pirates? What do you think? What is this recent movement say to you? Uh, I don't know. I would love to see the Cardinals do their own network. I think that would be wonderful. I would love it somehow if the Cardinals and Blues could partner on it. I don't know how realistic that is. God, can you imagine if you could just flip on whatever network it would be called and watch a Cardinals or Blues game? That would be classic or have like, you know. Yeah. I'd be shocked if they did do, if the Cardinals did do their own network and it didn't include the Blues. I think if you're Mm -hmm. trying to reach and be year round. Well, you got to. I mean, it, it's you got to work out the ownership. I don't know if it can realistically right. be fifty fifty. I, I I don't know if the Cardinals would want to be fifty fifty. But I lo- and listen. This, this is all pie in the sky. I just want to be able to watch a game anytime, any place in twenty twenty three without having to subscribe to a wide variety of platforms. But I do think it's going to get much better within the next two years. Would agree. Yeah, I think that, and I think it's just going to change so much. Like, just the the idea that like I can't watch a baseball game on my phone unless I have a cable subscription, and if I am, I got to be in the right city. Like, it's so antiquated, and this is baseball specifically because other sports aren't dealing with that. Uh, the NFL, for example, is offering up NFL Plus, where you can watch live and local games for a monthly rate, and you can watch Red Zone all on your tablet or your phone or your TV, and that's the way it should be done. You can still watch it on cable if you'd like. But you can also watch it on your phone, and you can watch it wherever from any device, and you don't have to be in a certain area. And baseball has that problem. And baseball right now is seeing an increase in attendance. The, the rule changes are working. Games have gone down to like two hours and 38 minutes. I just think this is the moment right now for baseball, and it's a very important time for what they're going to do. They got the Padres rights back. Like, What are they going to do with that? It's a big market down there in Southern California. I'm just curious to see what... like if it will all be together or if teams are just going to be on their own. Because there's some teams out there are going to be kind of exposed if they have to go out on their own. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think Fenway Sports Group is looking to pick up certain teams. I don't know if companies like that are looking to pick up certain teams. And I don't, I'm, just, I'm curious how the Cardinals would I would like personally to see them start their own network. but I would as well. I think it would be great. Yeah. That's why I hate. I'm sensing you don't have another question. I, I, That's my read. Well, I had a question about the the validity of the fantasy football draft from last evening, and whether or not you were aware it was a two quarterback system or not. But we well, kinda, right. I, want, I want Brandon Kylie to just walk in here and playing Jimmy Jamie Rivers music, right, and hold you accountable. Listen, at the end of the day, I love my team. Oh, do you really? Yeah, my well, wide receivers wise and running backs, I by far have the best team. Wow! Like just strictly for going off that, the problem is you get two spots for a quarterback, and those guys usually. But like there'll be games where guys throw like three points up. You know, you get a couple picks and no touchdowns. That's not going to be doing any good. This guy over here, stock to the brim. Dalvin Cook's going to sit on the bench. How do you wow. like that? How about that? Yeah. How do you like that? It's Piddle's party. Anyone want to trade? Huh? Randy. Randy Carricker's having things directed his way now. Stalter? Think he's going to trade? You should have never let me in this league, BK. You should have just kept me out, because now you're going to be mad. Now you're going to be sour when I take all your monies. He's going to come after you right at the top of the show. I'll be tuned in. I, I, I hopped on their show yesterday to, uh, to discuss that whether you, I should be in or not. Because you didn't respond to the texts. Right, but again, 
no, it's, that's on me. I, I wish I could say that it would be on somebody else. I wish I could blame somebody else, but I can't. That was 100% on me. Well, I respect the honesty, sir. That's good accountability on your part. Yeah. Uh, BK and Ferrario are up at the top of the hour, and uh, BK will address Jackson's uh, criticism of the format. The two quarterback format or super flex? It's a super called, flex. Called super so it's flex. like not two technically two quarterback, but, but it, most people will have two quarterbacks. I mean, we've got 14 teams. Yeah. There's only so many good quarterbacks. Uh, so that is coming up, BK and Ferrario from 11 to 2 o'clock. Then you have the fast lane for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.